All right. So if you got your Bible, let's open it to Genesis. We are continuing our study in Genesis. We're in Genesis chapter 9 today. Uh-oh. A little too far. All right. Genesis chapter 9. So real quick, kiddos. Everybody doing okay today? Everybody's wide awake? Do we need to stand up and do any exercises, any jumping jacks or push-ups or anything to wake up? Oh, get it. Go. One, two, three, four. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Good job, soldier. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Man, you're quick. <laughs> it's like, be careful what you ask for, right? It's, uh, okay. All right. Well, good. Well, let's talk about last week, okay? I uh, love you guys. Y'all are great. So, so, just real quick, how did God protect Noah and his family? Do you remember? We talked about that last week. You weren't last week? Okay. Anybody here last week? No? Okay. Well, let me tell you then. You remember? You were? Do you remember what happened last week? Do you remember how did God protect Noah and his family? What did he put him in? The ark. That's right, right? So he caused animals to feed them. This was different though, right? So this was after they got off the ark. So he said he caused animals to fear them and warned against murder. Y'all remember that? Were you here last week, man? No? Okay. All right. So Stephen must have had a small crowd then. Okay, so how were people to be punished if they murdered another person? Death. death, that's right. They were to die. Wrongly taking another person's life as deserving of death since all people are created in God's image. Okay, Stephen talked about image bearers, right? All of us, the state, all mankind, whether you're saved or not, are created in God's image. Okay, We are image bearers of God, and I think I heard Stephen say that in his teaching. So now we're going to read Genesis chapter 9 and we're going to go through verses 8 through 11. But here's the question I'm going to ask you, so make sure you're paying attention, okay? So it says, what did God call the special relationship he entered into these verses? Who did God make this covenant with and what did God promise in this covenant? Okay, so let's read Genesis 9, 8 through 11. It says, then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, As for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you of all that comes out of the ark, even every beast of the earth. Verse 11, Indeed, I establish my covenant with you, and all flesh shall never again be cut off by the water of the flood, and there shall never again be a flood to destroy the earth. Okay, that's pretty interesting how huh? there's a lot said there that I learned, even myself. So let's go with the first one, okay? The first question is, what did God call the special relationship he entered into with uh, Noah and the rest of creation? What is it called? When I make a, a deal with you, what do we call that? A promise, another word is covenant, okay? He made a covenant, a promise, okay, good. So it's called a covenant. So God entered into, into covenant with his people. Whoa. <laughs> Water, not <just> kidding. <clears throat> okay, you guys are making me nervous here, okay? <laughs> so God entered <laughs> into covenant with his people throughout the Bible, okay? You see that God does that. And then also he, he's giving himself to them and taking them for himself. So he made this covenant with these people, right? So who did God make the covenant with in, in this part here, in this section? Okay. He said, and behold, I establish my covenant with you 
and with your seed after you. Who's you? Who's God talking to here? Noah, that's right. And who else? It says, and your seed. What does that mean? His family, right? Everybody, his grandkids, his great-great-grandkids, and all the way through, right? He says, I'm going to make a covenant with you and everybody else after you. Okay? And also, he made it, in verse 10, it says, and with every living creature. He made a covenant with with, uh, Noah and his family and the animals, right? That's right, exactly. That was so interesting to me when I learned that myself. So he says, so Noah, his family, and all the animals... It says here, this is the one time God enter, entered into a covenant not only with people, but also with animals. God covenanted or he promised with the whole earth. Isn't that interesting? Okay. So what did God promise in his covenant? He would never what? He would, he would never flood the earth again, right? To never again destroy the earth with a flood God was promising to protect the world from the death and destruction it deserves so that his saving purposes might continue, okay? So think about that. So God needed the earth. God could have destroyed it. But remember, for God and his plan of redemption, he still needed the earth. That's a very interesting concept. All right, so God protects the world as a stage of his saving purposes, right? All right, so here we go. I'm going to read this to you. Have you ever heard an orchestra play? You have? Okay, perfect. Have you ever heard them play like Beethoven or Mozart, anything like that? Okay, perfect. When my kids were little, we used to play that in the background, right? And they're supposedly supposed to stimulate the way you think and your brain and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully it worked, but (laughs) not to ask the kids. (laughs) So anyways, as each instrument hits the right notes at the right times, it creates the most beautiful music. But before music can be played, there must be instruments and musicians, right? You have to have people playing the instruments, right? So does that guitar do any good just sitting there? No, Clarissa has to go up there and play it, right? Or Stephen has to go up there and play it. What if someone makes a guitar that plays itself? Ah, maybe, yes. All right. And I think they have those pianos where you can change the notes to guitar sounds, right? And you could, yep. So hey, we're kind of heading that way. But yes, absolutely. Um, so it creates a beautiful music, right? But before music can be played, uh, there must be instruments and musicians without violins, cellos, basses, and people trained to play them. There would not be there would not be, there would be no orchestra to enjoy. So in a similar way, without a world, think about this: without a world with people in it, living in it, God's promise of salvation could not have come to pass. So for God to come and die for sin and to eliminate sin, there has to be people on the earth, right? So what if Christ came to earth and there was no people and he came to die for sin? Would that work? No, right? That's crazy, right? But So that's why God couldn't completely eliminate all of mankind because he has to show us his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness and his judgment. The only way he can do that is by us being here on earth okay he can't um, express those attributes unless he has somebody to express them to so do you remember what god had promised adam and eve after they sinned you remember that a while back when after adam and Eve sinned, he told them that what a child would come and defeat who satan the serpent right and that's in genesis three fifteen. but if the entire world and all eve's children were destroyed then the promise would fail so we need people on earth for god to do his work The flood was a reminder that the entire world deserved to be destroyed. 
but God graciously protected Noah's family and the animals in the ark. He would not let his promise of salvation fall to the ground. After the flood, he promised Noah that he would never again destroy the earth with the flood. And some of you have said that already. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. We're still in Genesis, but yeah, absolutely. So um, he would keep a world and a people through which the Savior, Jesus Christ, would come. The world after the flood would be redemption stage, right? Redemptive stage. So this earth today is a stage for God to express his plan of redemption, and we are all part of that plan of redemption. Okay, the place where God would display his saving grace, and it continues to be so. In his grace, God gives life and patiently waits to send judgment so that his gospel can go forth to all peoples for his glory. Okay, here's some questions I'm going to ask you. What did God promise in his covenant with Noah? Okay, remember? To never flood the earth again, right? This shows us God's amazing patience. Can you imagine? That was like, what, 5,000 years ago, something like that, 6,000 years ago, 5,000? Somewhere around there, depending on uh, how, how young of an earth creationist you are. But yes, it happened a few thousand years ago, right? Because of sin, God has not changed his mind, has he? No, he hasn't, right? So because of sin, the world destroys, I mean, the world deserves to be destroyed, but God will withhold his just judgment for a time. Okay, so why did God promise to protect the earth from destruction? There you go. In order to bring to pass the salvation he had planned and promised. One would be born on this earth who would defeat sin and Satan, and that was Jesus, right? But if he was to come, there had to be a world for him to be born into and people for him to save. Okay, so how did God's promise to Noah continue to bless the world today? We can glorify him and believe him. What what does he give us now? He can give us salvation, which is life, right? And he waits, uh, waits to send his judgment. Okay, he's waiting. He's being patient so that we can have the opportunity to repent. So imagine if every time we sinned, how many people would be left on earth right now? Zero, that's right, because we all sin, right? So yes, so if God gave us what we deserved now, there would be nobody here, right? So God gives us life and waits to send his judgment so that we can have the opportunity to repent for our sins and receive the salvation he offers us in Jesus Christ. The world is no less sinful today than it was when God brought the flood, but God protects it so that his gospel may be preached to all the nations, okay? So a challenge for you guys is to pray that God's gracious delay that God's patience of judgment, okay, is held off, okay, uh, so that one day you can see maybe your family or friends or people around you be saved, okay? So praying for God's patience and uh, praying that the Lord gives us opportunity to share the gospel with those, okay, because of God's patience, all right? Okay, well, let's pray. Would one of you like to pray this morning?